Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, my name is Adam Sandler, and welcome to So 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 Sandler's, the Sandman Movie Podcast. A gabagoo. Hello and welcome to So 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 Sandlerus, the Sandman movie podcast, a podcast where we discuss the movies of famed guy who once assaulted a air hostess, Adam Sandler. My name is Kerry Jones, and as always, I am joined by my dearest friend and co-host, 
<laughs> Mad Wilson Hope. That definitely was off the top of the dome one. <laughs> welcome, everybody. Welcome back to another week of So, So, So Sonorous. Sorry, can I just get back into that intro there? He, <laughs> alleg- he allegedly assaulted an air hostess. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this week we're talking about uh, Anger Management. What's your, what's your history with this movie, Matt? I've seen this, I think, twice. I think I watched this last week, and I watched this probably 15 years ago. Oh, okay. So, not much history at all? Not at all. It's weird. Because I, I say this every week. I had it on DVD. I think it was probably one of my favourites. <laughs> but watching it back, <laughs> I don't know. When, when I was in year eight, we had a substitute teacher in for drama. And he said, okay, go off into groups. And I want you to practice your favourite scene from a movie. And then I want you to reenact that for the rest of the class. So me and this other boy, his name was Nicky Roberts. I haven't spoken to Nicky probably for about 10 years. <laughs> but we went off together and we rehearsed the scene of them singing in the car, I Feel Pretty. I fucking knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> then we performed that in front of the class. And then we got gold stars in our contact books to show our parents. Oh, fucking hell. I thought you were going to get detention for saying the word gay. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, we had uh, gold stars and we proper, proper got into it. <laughs> well, you know what? I fucking love it. It's one of the best parts of the movie, so... I, I, think, that's, I think that's probably one of my all-time favourite Sandler scenes. Okay, interesting. We'll again, it it's just, it's, uh, it's it's Sandler singing again, so. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute slut for a Sandler sing-along. Uh, should we get into it? Absolutely. <laughs> Meet Dr. Buddy Rydell. I'm Mr. Busnick's anger management therapist. You're in anger management? <laughs> there isn't a case. Good evening, Dave. Ready to get it on? He can't handle you cracked a waitress in the face while attempting to steal a blind man's cane. We're not even sure how blind this man really is. Oh. May I approach, Your Honor? Do you think you can help him? If I can't, I'll tear him apart with my bare hands. His methods are controversial. Another great performance by the master of anger control. His technique is questionable. How about a kiss? I'd love a kiss. Uh, I think she's talking to me, and I think I can handle it. And the experience will be unforgettable. I like to sleep in the nude. From Revolution Studios. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. You've got to make my breakfast. Now, why did I do that? Because I refused to spoon with you last night? Adam Sandler. Let me ask you guys something. Does size count at all? Or... You see, this is where Gene and I always get into a heated debate. I like them when they're really big. <laughs> and I think it's better when they're enormous. Anger management. Remember, temper is the one thing you can't get rid of by losing it. <laughs> <laughs> Anger 
Anger Management is a 2003 American buddy comedy film directed by Peter Segal and written by David S. Dorfman, starring Adam Sandler, Jack Nicholson, Marissa Tomei, Louise Guzman, Woody Harrelson, and John Turturro. So Peter Segal, is he a returning director? Uh, I'm pretty sure I looked this up and right. I completely he's, forgotten. He's not returning for Sandler. This is his first Sandler movie. Then he directs Fifty First Dates, The Longest Yard, and then he's also directed Tommy Boy, um, The Nutty Professor 2, and Get Smart in 2008. So he that's works with Sandler. the comedy films. Yeah. Naked Gun 33 and a third, The Final Insult, Tommy Boy, My Fellow Americans, Nutty Professor 2, Anger Management, 51st Dates, Longest Yard, Get Smart, Grudge Match, Second Act, My Spy, and Heels. And Heels is that um, TV show where Arrow, what's his name? Oh, Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell is a wrestler. Oh, yeah. Which is apparently Never very, that, very good. But, yeah. Yeah. So, Adam Sandler's back. Jack Nicholson, obviously. Joker, The Shining. Marissa Tomei. My Cousin my Vinny. Cousin Vinny. Where she, yes. Where she, yeah. Yes, Kerry. Oh, I'm so glad you know that movie. Fuck <laughs> out. Where she wasn't supposed to win the Oscar. I'm sorry, and but fucking, I, I'd give Marissa Tomei the Oscar. <laughs> And for that movie. She's great in My Cousin Vinny. She's incredible. <laughs> also known and as uh, Peter Parker's... She's the most recent Aunt May. She's the most recent dead Aunt May. Yeah, okay. um, oh, bless Louise Guzman's back from our favourite movie. Um, what's it called? Fuck. Waiting? Punch Love. No. <laughs> Waiting with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> Justin Long, Louise Guzman. Great movie. Have you, seen, have you ever seen Still Waiting? Which is the you, we've talked DVD. about this before and <laughs> I, I've not yet. <laughs> you said it was fucking dog shit so I didn't bother watching it. Um, Woody Harrelson, Cheers, The Hunger Games, everything else. Harrelson, if you don't know who Woody Harrelson is, you're fucking out. <laughs> and um, John Turturro is back from uh, Mr. Deeds. John Totoro is... He's my favourite character in this entire movie. <laughs> I, I think I laughed twice the f- in this movie. The fact that he's not in this movie more is an absolute travesty. Like He should absolutely be in this way more than he is. He's fucking yeah. incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he, he is great at this. Right, Moving on to our very first segment, uh, a segment we like to call Curb That Blurb. So what I've done is I have found a plot synopsis online, and Matt, you've got to decide whether you want to curb that blurb. And by curb that blurb, I mean take it outside, make it bite the pavement, kick it in the back of the head, and knock out all its teeth. So, after a small misunderstanding aboard an aeroplane, spelt E-E-E-R-O-P-L-A-N-E, Escalates out of control, timid businessman David Busnick is ordered by the court to undergo anger management therapy at the hands of specialist Dr. Buddy Rydell. Dave reluctantly accepts the doctor's counselling, but after another mishap, Buddy steps up his aggressive and unconventional treatment by moving in with Dave. 
As Buddy disrupts every aspect of his life, Dave must one must make one final crucial decision, whether to crawl back into his shell or finally stand up for himself. Dot, dot, dot. And that came from Ton McGinn's from allreaders.com. I was a bit long-winded, but I'm pretty sure that was pretty good. But he spelled aeroplane wrong. He didn't even spell it the American way. I don't know where he got two E's in aeroplane from, like at the start. Did you say E-E? E-R-O-P-L-A-N-E. Ah, he's fucked it. He's fucked it there. He's fucked it completely. Well, I mean, other than that, it was walking, but I might have to curb it now. Nah, fuck him. (laughs) Fucking get to the curb, you silly cunt. Get straight to the curb. (laughs) Fuck him. All because of that one spell mistake. Um, I've got a couple of reviews here as well. So this one comes from Jordan Hiller from bangitout.com. And he said, anger management does not really deserve an actual review. It sounds like he needs to bang one out. Yeah, I, th- I thought uh, Bang It Out was a porn site. I wonder what Bang It Out. Bangitout.com. Is this like. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, you know what? Fuck now. So, Bangitout.com <laughs> is currently. Um, Looks like it's a renting website for <laughs> Manhattan. So, seeking mill roommate in Soho, seeking mill roommate, uh, college student, house for rent in Riverdale, New York, house swap, Florida. Are you sure Israel. you're not just looking at a porn casting website? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um. <laughs> where, where are we going with this? I've also got a couple of uh, user reviews as well. So this is five stars from Oliver Leak. Jack Nicholson's performance is scary. For a moment there, I thought he was a really bad guy. Insane twist at the end, very unexpected. Easily top three Sandler films, and by far the best Nicholson film. Jesus, that's a fucking bold claim. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Not sure I can agree with that one. <laughs> that is so bold. We got one star from Lavender Latte. This movie just makes me feel awful. If Jack Nicholson did all this shit to me, I'd probably kill myself. I mean, and you know what? It's a fair estimation because I was pretty pissed off with him in this movie as well. He was, he was fucking dreadful. He, he was, was such, such a, a dickhead. <laughs> he is awful. Um, but thinking about those reviews, what do you think the critics and audience consensus is on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know, because I feel like people just probably wouldn't give Jack Nicholson a bunch of shit for Unwarranted. But it's also an Adam Sandler movie, so <laughs> fuck knows. This, this could go either way. So, um... The critics have given this a 42% approval rate then, and the hell, audience audience has given this a 60%. That's low. I would expect that to be a bigger gap there. And the, yeah. And well, then the box just, office... Just considering the how high the critic score was. Yeah, I, I don't understand why the critic score is so high. Like, at all. And it's then the box of the office... Yeah. Yeah. 
Probably. Um, the budget for this movie was $75 million. I imagine 15 of that was given to Jack Nicholson. <laughs> and then... <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not fucking wrong. <laughs> and then the box office... At the box office, it grossed $195 million worldwide. That's pretty good for sounds. Well, made over 100 mil, which is quite good. I mean, 2003 comedy movie. It's doing pretty yeah. well. Right. Okay. Should we move into the plot? Yeah, I reckon so. So, again, with Wikipedia, the plot was pretty shit. So, I've got the Wikipedia stuff, and then I've just got little notes that I can't remember writing. Mm. If people can hear that plane, Matt lives by an airport. <laughs> I literally <laughs> live a hundred meters below a direct flight path into Sydney Airport, so sorry if anyone can hear that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like I was saying, the Wikipedia part was pretty shit, and then I just got a bunch of notes that I can't remember writing because I don't think this movie is very memorable. See, I thought this was... I don't know. I've only seen it once before. But, sorry, only seen it once before I watched it last week. And I, the only scene I could actually remember is... Sorry, the only two scenes I could really remember were the car scene with the song and him beating the shit out of the monk. Yeah. Like, they're, the, they're the only bits I could remember <laughs> Like going into this. I was like, okay, so that scene's coming up and that scene's coming up. But other than that, nah. To get another fucking clue what was happening. All I remember is the car scene and... Yeah, that's all I remember. <laughs> so, from Wikipedia. In 1978 Brooklyn, as a young boy, Div Busnick is about to experience his first kiss. He is humiliated by a local bully, Arnie Shankman, who suddenly pulls down his pants and underwear. So the opening scene is... Just a nice little flashback to 1970s New York. A young Adam Sandler's about to get a kiss, and then he gets kegged, and then <laughs> the girl he's about to kiss laughs at his penis. Laughs at his, his wedge. He's fucked it. Yeah, this bully's a bit of a cunt. Just this big fat yeah. fuck. <laughs> he, he bullies everyone because his sister has been admitted to a mental institution. She's on, yeah. <laughs> get that <laughs> shot of her on the seat, on the stairs, just like... In a straitjacket. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the opening scene. That's It is, yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, I'm a bitch. All right. Sweet. <laughs> and then he becomes a bitch for the rest of his life. 25 years later, yes. Dave works as a secretary for a disrespectful boss named Frank. Dave's bullying trauma causes him to avoid... Displaying affections such as kissing his girlfriend Linda in public. His problems are exacerbated by his narcissistic co-worker, Andrew, who is close friends with Linda and desires to rekindle their romance and relationship. Alan Kovitz, like, biggest role? (coughs) (coughs) So... Alan Covert, yeah, so Alan Covert, so this is like his biggest role so far, right? Other than probably Little Nicky. Yeah. Or maybe Mr. Or maybe, maybe Mr. Deeds? 
I think it's a reasonable size role for everything that he does, no? It's it's pretty on par. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just, What's, um, I'm, I'm just trying to think if he gets like more screen time in this than he does in the other movies, but I don't feel like he yeah, does. Um, no, oh, I think he probably gets the most screen time in Little Nicky. Yeah, probably, actually. Yeah, um, Frank, his boss, what's his name? Oh, fucking... Oh. Hot Tub Time Machine. Uh, Hot Tub Time Office. Machine? That is not the same role. Is, it, is he not in a Hot Tub Time Machine? That is not the guy from Hot Tub Time Machine, no. What? His boss? His boss is not the guy from Hot Tub Time Machine. Is, is it not? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Kurt Fuller. <laughs> What's, is it not the same guy? <laughs> no, not even close. They're both just bald. <laughs> Who's the guy from Hot Tub Time Machine? Oh, is it like... Oh, I know his name in the movie. It's like Lou Dorchin or some shit, but I don't know his actual <laughs> fucking name in real life. He's a comedian. I, uh, I knew, I knew he was in a... <laughs> it, it's completely separate people. Like, not even close. Rob, it's fucking Rob Caldroy. <laughs> you dickhead. They look exactly the same. They don't even look slightly the same. I, I... And they're just the only similarity these men have is they're both bald. <laughs> 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 right, fucking Kurt Fuller. He's in he's in a bunch of shit. He's just like one of those faces you'd recognise from stuff. He's in Van Wilder, uh freshman year. Fucking hell. He's With in the guy Woodcock. From... That's a I've not seen that in years. Superhero <laughs> movie. He's them the pursuit of happiness. Fuck knows. Um <laughs> Let, let's move on and then <laughs> Linda's uh, Marissa Tomei and Dave doesn't like touching her in public because he's worried if he kisses her in public he's going to get kegged again uh, and then is, yeah, yeah Andrew who is <laughs> is Andrew's Alan Covert and he has a giant yeah. dick yes. there we go <laughs> During a flight, Dave loses his temper, albeit mildly, albeit mildly, after being treated disrespectfully by a flight attendant, prompting the Sky Marshal to taser him. He is arrested for assaulting a flight attendant and is sentenced to anger management under Dr. Buddy Rydell, a renowned therapist who sat next to him on the plane. Yeah, that's pretty much just opening to the movie, right? Yeah. That, that's it. So he's he's going to a conference with his boss. He's getting the plane there. He's late. He's getting on the plane, and then shit goes to fucking shit. It's the fan. He's not yeah, having a like good a, time. He he wants some headphones. He's like, uh, can I have some headphones? And then <laughs> only because Jack Nicholson is an awful, awful person. <laughs> yes. And then the flight attendant. Oh no, two seconds. And then he she just accuses him of grabbing her. I was like, I'm I didn't grab sh- her. I'm pretty and sure the fl- she's she's in other stuff. And then the flight marshal comes over, like, is there a problem? 
and then he mentions the word you people and Sandal mentions you people and it's like oh you people like no I didn't mean you people I meant you people (laughs) and then he gets tasered for allegedly assaulting the flight attendant and allegedly being a racist yes wait and then the plane the flight attendant is is played by Steve Carell's wife oh okay yeah. Now he's in the office. He is in the office. With that other guy from Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Two other guys from Hot Tub Time Machine. Well, oh, Craig Robinson. Three other guy. guys from three <laughs> guys from Hot Tub Time Machine. Who's the other one? The kid. Is Clark Duke in fucking the office? Oh, yes, as well. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Do we get do we get four to five Hot Tub Time Machine? No, Wait. I think he's not in. Rob Cordroy's not in it, and Jack Kuzak's not in it. Is Rob Cordroy in the office? Yes. As who? Maybe he's not. Are you thinking of a different bald guy? <laughs> Are you thinking of Michael Scott's mate, the guy that's just a wanker? That is not, that's not Rob Cordroy either. <laughs> Who's that? That's the guy from fucking Anchorman. No, no, I know who he is. Yeah, fucking yeah. champ from Anchorman. <laughs> What's his name? Rob Cordray. Rob Cordray. <laughs> Maybe he is in the fucking office. I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure Rob the guy Cord- you're thinking of is not that guy. The office. I don't think he's in the office. <laughs> For fuck's sake, <laughs> oh. You're fucking hilarious. Oh, just I every know. bald man looks the same, do they? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they, if they I shave be. all my hair off, he might mistake me for Rob Cordroy. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he's sentenced to... Anger management under Dr. Buddy Rydell. Then the next couple of notes I have is anger management group. Because the the Wikipedia doesn't go into the the main group of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, who, who do you have in this group? I, I literally just, the first note I wrote down for this was just Louise Guzman. <laughs> Louise Guzman, he is angry because, I don't know, why is he angry? I can't remember. They all have just, got... like, niche, strange things. They're all a bit tapped. Uh, there's, what, Louise Guzman, John DeToro, uh, January Jones is there. She plays yes. Emma Frost in X-Men First Class. And she's the wife um, from... She's Betty Draper in Mad Men. Uh, yeah. Who else is in that scene? There's the other we female got... who I can't remember her name. She's, like, the lesbian love partner. So we have Louise Guzman as Lou... Jonathan Lochran yeah. as Nate. Jonathan Lochran's uh, in there. Yes. Uh, Krista Allen as Stacey. January Jones as Gina. And then John Turturro as Chuck. And then that's it, I believe. Yeah, there's only a yeah. few of them there the first time. Yes. Yeah. So, down this... Uh, in this anger management group they just talk about the things that make them angry hmm. and then Jonathan Lockett gets angry and then he has to remember the words Goose Fraba 
to calm him down. So they all calm down with that saying. And John Turturro, he gets angry with Sandler for a reason that I can't remember. And then Sandler shits himself. (laughs) Pretty much. And then at the end of the meeting... Buddy my, note, my note for this is biggest pussy in the world goes to anger management. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, sorry. Fucking carry on. Babe. And then at the end of the meeting, Jack Nicholson's like to Dave. He's like, oh, Dave. Oh, wait. Dave Dave came and he's like, oh, I'll do one. And then you just sign it off and say I'm not angry anymore. Yeah. And then at the end... Jack Nicholson, buddy, Dr. Buddy Rydell, who's like, ah, actually, you need to stay. You're very angry, and we also need to get you an anger partner. So this is Chuck. You guys are going to be each other's rock for this whole thing. And then Which the is, next... Sorry, Chuck is John Turturro. Yeah. 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 And then the next note they have is John Turturro fights in a bar. <laughs> that is... Oh, yeah, no, it is. Fuck, yeah. So yeah. they have, um, they get put in a group, and then fucking, Dave. what happens? They, he goes, no, yeah, he goes home, and then he gets a call at, like, midnight from Chuck, and he's like, I'm freaking out, man. I'm freaking the fuck out. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to kill someone. You need to go to the fucking door right now. We need to go out. He's like, what? How the fuck do you know where I live? Come fucking down. We need to go out now. We're fucking going out. We need to, I need to calm down, bro. It's like, you're my fucking bro. You're my guy. I'm going to kill somebody. And then they go to a bar. And so, so they're just having a beer in this bar. And then, there's, so there's two guys sat at the bar. Uh, I can't remember. One of them's, one of them's a really famous actor. He's, um, this is going to be niche, but he's the guy that's in the warehouse when Hulk falls through in the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Harry in Stanton. Yes, he's in a bunch yeah. of stuff, but... <laughs> That's the first one that comes to mind. And then the other guy in the bar, I actually can't remember who it is. You go but... to Avengers... Sorry, you go to Avengers. He's been in The Godfather Part 2, Alien, Escape from New York, The Last Temptation of Christ, The Green Mile. Who's he in The Green Mile? <laughs> Don't know. That's a great fucking film. And you go straight to... Uh... A 20-second scene in Avengers. Bro in a warehouse in Avengers. <laughs> Did I hurt anybody? No, you sure scared the crap out of some pigeons, though. <laughs> what a fucking line. Um, yeah, so they, they get into the fight, and... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, okay. So John Dutoro Dutor- is sat at the bar and then he just puts his beard down. He looks to the right really, really quickly and just does a little glance and he's like, nah, bro, nah, nah, Dave, this, this guy's staring at me. This guy's fucking, he's, he's fucking staring at me. And so Dave turns around, sorry, Dave's Adam Sandler's character, turns around and sees um, Mr. Stanton at the bar <laughs> and he's playing a very, very blind guy. With a hat and a walking stick and some glasses, and he clearly is blind. And <laughs> John Dutoro, I don't know how this happens. I don't know what he what he gets, but he just he's like, we don't even know how fucking blind that guy really is. <laughs> and so he just grabs like an ashtray and just fucking throws it at his head. <laughs> <laughs> 
kicking off a bar fight and then they're fucking yeah they're in for it they're just having a bar fight and then they get the fuck out of there yeah fuck me oh. <laughs> um, I forgot oh. about that scene <laughs> Jesus Christ where's my notes <clears throat> and then after the bar fight uh, Dave's sentence is extended to 30 days after he accidentally breaks a waitress's nose while defending himself from a blind man's kid <laughs> Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Back into court. Yep. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred pound. Um, Buddy imposes radical round the clock therapy, living with Dave and accompanying him, accompanying him at work. This entails unorthodox techniques, which causes him to be passive aggressive. At work, Buddy is shocked to learn that the well <laughs> well endowed Andrew's friendship with Linda. At work, Buddy is shocked to learn of the well-endowed, learn of the well-endowed Andrew's friendship with Linda. Yeah. However, seeing a photo of Linda, he became instantly smitten with her, annoying Dave. Oh fuck! Right, that's Buddy. Yeah. 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 So a, a bunch of shit has happened there. So yeah, in, in, my notes don't exist in between here because the next note I have is them in the car. Yeah, so so uh, Buddy decides to move in. First well, of all, it is. I do. I did like the scene where Jack Nicholson goes to work with him, and he just gives his boss loads of shit and just calls him a cunt, basically. Yeah, um, but first Jack Nicholson moves in with Dave, and Dave's like, oh, "I don't have a second bed or a sofa, blah blah blah." So that night they end up sharing a bed, and then the next morning. Sandler's running late for work and then Jack Nicholson wants to cook Sandler to cook him breakfast he cooks him breakfast and then next thing you know he just lobs it at the wall <laughs> just fucking rails this plate and all yep and he's like oh why would I do that Dave and, okay, I don't know and then um, he's speeding to work and Sandler's like ah I'm getting frustrated here I'm going to be late for work and then Buddy's like ah oh, you're feeling frustrated and he just pulls the handbrake on when they're on the Brooklyn Bridge and it just the car just stops in the middle and Jack Nicholson gets Sandler to sing I Feel Pretty from West Side Story to calm him down. Did not know that song was from West Side Story. Yes. It says West Side Story. Oh, I wasn't paying that much attention to that line then. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, it's just holding up traffic and people are driving past, tooting the horn, swearing at them, whatever. When if we had just... any sort of rehearsal skills, we would have rehearsed this song and had a good, uh, good <laughs> sing through there. <laughs> that is and, not going to uh... happen. <laughs> uh, when I was younger, I thought this scene was a lot funnier than what it is. I think there's a, there's a lot of emphasis on the fact that Adam Sandler is just very uncomfortable saying the word gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Which apparently in 2003 is the height of comedy. <laughs> this used to be a highlight of the movie. This used to be a highlight of Sandler. I don't know. This, I, I, no, I absolutely agree as well. Like, you think of an iconic scene and this is definitely up there. <laughs> Sorry about the plane, everybody. Uh, yeah, and then Buddy's at work. He, Like you said, he calls his boss a dick. And then he sees a picture of Linda and he's like, Oh, ma, she's, she's, she's a pretty lady. She's my cherry pie. 
then so Wikipedia jumps from here to to enhance Dave's assertiveness, Buddy arranges for him to get revenge on Arnie Shankman. But in between there, I've got notes. My first note says, Woody Har- Harrelson. Oh, we've got... Uh, yeah, there's quite a bit in between there. There's loads in between. Yeah. Uh, so the next note I have is they're leaving... They're leaving somewhere and he fucking smashes the guy they're trying to they're, they're in like a new york uh, city like a multi-story car park and there's basically they just basically call your car and it gets down an elevator or whatever and in the middle yes. of this jack nicholson's like some guys double parked him so he just fucking smashes his window open pulls his handbrake off and just lets the car and just like reverses out and just pushes the car and so he's like yeah, yeah. it's fucking fine don't worry about it and then this car falls off like a seven-story <laughs> roof <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a fun fact about this scene uh, later on. But yeah, that car's completely destroyed. Does that happen now before they go to Woody Harrelson? Must do. Yeah, I believe it's on the way. And why is parking in New York City so bad? There's fucking no room. It's super expensive and no one can fucking drive. I don't drive. I've just been a passenger. But watching people <laughs> try and drive in New York City is the, one of the biggest struggles you've ever seen. <laughs> Then, so they jump in their car and then they go to this uh, shady part of town where all the uh... the red light district. Yes, they head to the red light district of town. And in the middle they, of the day. In the, yeah, <laughs> we, we have to say that we, it, it's it's the day shift. <laughs> it's straight up the day shift. <laughs> Once they're here, they uh, def- decide to invite a lovely lady into the car. But to everybody's surprise, everybody's surprise, this uh, this lady is played by Woody Harrelson, and it's clearly a guy. We'll find out later on. But like, yeah. yeah, it's just a guy dressed in women's clothes, and his character is a guy dressing in women's clothes to fuck other guys. Yes, correct. Yeah. So he's... and she's she's got like a really weird name as well, and I've completely forgotten what it is. Is, is it Saskia? I thought I thought it began with a G. It's like Glamorella or some shit like that. Or like <laughs> Glamorella. <laughs> I swear to God, it begins with a G. It's some bullshit like that. Um, Galaxia. There you go. G- Fuck Galaxia. Off. <laughs> Not having this. <laughs> um, but yeah, Buddy's like uh, yeah. So. What did he say? He's basically hinting that these two need to make love. Or yeah, he's like, you need to fuck him. He's just being shy. He actually really wants you to fuck him. You definitely need to make the first move. And so they just yeah. end up like, having a fight in the back of the car. And as this is happening, <laughs> we haven't mentioned Sandler's attorney. It's fucking Kevin Nealon. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> So Sandler was like, oh, this guy's fucking crazy. And like, oh, Kevin was like, oh, just try to record him doing stuff. Yes. And then we'll yeah, yeah. try to get him kicked off. So he tries to record him saying to Willie Harrison to fuck Sandler. Doesn't and go then well. they, get into a fu- and they get into a fight in the back of the car. And then Buddy grabs the recorder and is like, congratulations, you have passed level one. You don't yes. need to fuck Willie Harrison in a wig. 
pretty much. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't write any of this down. Fuck. <laughs> and then I've got Buddy's mother is ill in Boston, so they have to go to Boston. And then I've got Buddy meets Linda and the car parking scene. Oh, so maybe the car parking scene was after. Who, who fuck, we fuck? missed a lot of that, yeah. <laughs> But I've yeah. just got a, I've got a note here, and I feel free to correct me if we're going ahead. But I've just got a note with the line that says "Get the fuck out of here." And I, I yeah, fuck knows. I thought you might, but I can't remember what I've written that about. <laughs> fuck knows. No idea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but but buddy meets Linda. He's in. Oh wait. Saying, oh no. Okay. Fuck. We're not there yet. Sorry. I just realised what it is. And then they have to drive to Boston. So they go to the hospital in Boston and it turns out Buddy's mother was in surgery because she had like, what was it, like a Cocoa Puff stuck up her nose. So. <laughs> it was something very minor, yeah. Um, but before, wait, like, before this, um, did we mention that he like lies to him about it and he makes a joke and then he's like i'll get you fucking back for this oh oh yes yes so adam sandler's <laughs> character dave gets a phone call and this phone call is on it's buddy's phone i think and he's like oh yeah. hey uh buddy's mum's just gone into surgery it's very minor nothing to be worried about so adam sandler's like nah fuck this i'm gonna fuck with this guy so he's like your mum's in surgery and he just starts to have this fucking breakdown <laughs> Adam Sandler is like, oh shit, oh my, I fucked up here. <laughs> so then he's like, no, no, she's fine. It's like, oh, thank God, you really fucking, you were pulling my leg there, you really got me good. My mum's not in surgery. Well, no, she, she actually is. It's just not, not, uh, it's, it's not, it's not serious. Yeah, because Buddy couldn't answer his phone because he's doing that thing with his head. He's in like the shower or he's in the toilet or something. Oh, yes. But he's got the his, electric. he's doing his, Electric laser treatment thing on his head. Then after this, Buddy meets Linda and he is instantly smitten with her. He's like, oh, she's very beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And, ooh, did, did he fancy her a bit? Maybe. But then, yeah, they drive up to Boston. Nothing's wrong with the mother, so they decide to go out for food and a couple of drinks. Mm. In And then in the bar, we see a very beautiful Heather Graham. We fucking love Heather Graham. And then, yeah. And then Buddy's like, oh, go speak to her. And why? It's, I, I don't get, but this movie's not as good as what I remember. <laughs> like, fuck's oh, sake. Oh, no. Just watching Carrie's hopes and dreams crumble before. <laughs> it's like, go speak to her. It's part of your, uh, it's part, part of your, uh, Fucking therapy. therapy so he, goes yeah. to he goes to speak to her, he gets turned away, comes back, he's like, yeah, it didn't work. Like, okay, go speak to this. Yeah, and go say this to her. And he's like, oh. I can't remember what he I says here, but it's fucked. <laughs> it's basically something along the lines like, um, you are the most beautiful lady I've ever seen. And the reason that I was so thingy earlier is because the thought of you speaking to me would make me shit my pants. No, will make me come in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Something along those lines. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I like you back. So they have a couple of drinks together. They're... So, wait, that that's that's where my note comes in. 
So he's obviously tried his own line and gets completely rejected. Comes back yeah. with Jack Nicholson's absolute absurd line of <laughs> then premature he's... ejaculation in my pants. And she's like, now let's get out of here. And he just looks at her and he's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then they have a couple of drinks together. And Sandler's confidence is coming out. He's, she's laughing, he's laughing. It's very beautiful to see this chemistry with Sandler and Heather Graham. I feel like she could have been a fantastic leading woman for Sandler at some point. Instead of being a leading woman for Ed Helms in The Hangover. I think she should have was... been uh, in Mr. Deeds. I think she should have been instead of an Rada. Yeah. But fun fact about Ed Helms, he is also in The Office. Fuck me, are we still <laughs> office alumni? <laughs> are we going to get fucking... Who else is in the office? Give me a name. Steve Carell cover this at some point? <laughs> no, I, no, does he? I don't, I don't know. Do we get fucking um, John Krasinski at some point? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> and then... So... Sandler's like, oh, I, I should go. And then it turns out Buddy has left him. At the bar with Heather Graham. So he's like, oh, fuck. Okay. So Heather Graham offers to take him back to hers so he can, like, charge his phone or whatever to get in contact with Buddy. So he goes back, and then next thing you know, they're, they're talking, and Heather Graham strips down to her Red Sox underwear. And then she's complaining about her ex boyfriend who used to call her a poker because she was overweight. Uh. Heather, Heather Graham is definitely not a porker, but <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe a character in the movie was at one point. And then Sandra's like, oh no, if I don't understand can... the Red Sox outfit. It's because they're in Boston. Is that it? Is it just like, yeah. the, the first, yeah. like everything's New York Yankees when we're in New York as soon as we're in Boston, it's the Red Sox. Yes. That's how we know. All right, fair enough. <laughs> that's, how, that's how we know we're in a different city. All right. Because he says, like, oh, there's nothing more, nothing I'd love more than to see that team I hate on the floor or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. <laughs> and then Sandra's like, oh, if anything, you can put on some weight. And then she gets angry that Sandra thinks she's too skinny and then basically just kicks him out. Again, like... growing up, I thought this poker scene was a lot longer and a lot more impactful than what it actually is. <laughs> and it's not because, because Sandler went back with Heather Graham, uh, Buddy decides to ring Linda to say that he is out with another woman. And he's like, haha, I, I got you back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, so Sandler's getting fucking angry when he finds out that Buddy has rung Linda and then he's like, ah, I got you. And then he calms down. He's like, oh, so you didn't actually ring her? He's like, oh, no, I, I rung her. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I generally did. <laughs> and then, then then what happens? They just decide to drive. They just, like, no, okay. so they, yeah, they're, they're driving yeah. back. They're like, okay, let's drive home. And then Sandler falls asleep. And he wakes up. And they're in the fucking monastery then. Yeah, they're... <laughs> I don't understand this. There's just a random Buddhist monastery in the middle of somewhere in upstate New York. <laughs> like, in the middle of the drive between New York and fucking Boston. Yeah. 
Um, and then, yeah, then what happens? <laughs> I, I, I've got it here. To enhance Dave's assertiveness, Buddy arranges. Is there anything you want to say about Boston? I just kind of want to get through this. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> you were not enjoying this like you thought you would, eh? <laughs> Uh, what else happens in Boston? Have you been to Boston? Did you come no. to Boston? No. I've never been to Boston. I've been to Boston once, and some dumb cunt almost set the Airbnb on fire, and like four, <laughs> fi- like four fire engines turned up, <laughs> and absolutely no one in the house knew, and like out the back, there's like a full-on like raging inferno, and like all these dead leaves in someone's garden, like fucking going. And we had no idea. And apparently it was... I don't know who it was. Everyone thought it was the guy... Someone in our group that was smoking off the balcony. But apparently the guy... There was people above us on a different balcony that was smoking as well. Could have been anyone. No, we never found out. But... Fucking Boston. And then... Yeah. I... I I was... Probably been top five most hungover I've ever been in boston that was one of the roughest days of my entire life <laughs> fuck i was dusty jesus christ i was literally like walking through the center of boston i'm pretty sure i threw up in a bin with like an enclosed lid a picture of me and chester in yardies at fucking like 10 30 in the morning with <laughs> drinking a half a yard of beer <laughs> After, oh Jesus, that was, yeah, yeah, fuck, that was a, nah, you know what, we don't even talk about that, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so, go and visit but, Boston, great city. Buddhist temple, uh, Buddy arranges for him to have revenge on Arnie Shackman, who has become a Buddhist monk, and he apologises, but then laughs when reminded of the kiss incident. Buddy, mm. and an initially, initiate, Initially hesitant, Dave provokes Arnie by lying about Dave's molesting Arnie's mentally ill sister. After a fight in shows and after defeating Arnie, the duo flee and Dave is delighted to have had his revenge. <laughs> this is such an odd scene. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. I, this is, so this is one I remember, but I don't really remember it well. And it's, it's a lot shorter than I thought it was, too. Uh, we get we get the monk here. He's played by John C. Riley, a, a good old a bald John C. Riley, and um, that fucking yeah. bald cap. Surprised <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't come off during the fight scene. Fuck it out. But no, yeah. So they're having a fight. He like pulls his fucking robes like over his head, and they're like beating the shit out of each other on the floor. And then Jack Nichols, all the monks. Then they're like, nah, what the fuck's going on? So Jack Nicholson pulls out a gun and he's like, freeze, motherfuckers, everybody on the ground. And then he just shoots water at him through the water pistol that he's holding and then they fucking get out of there. <laughs> yes. Um, there's nothing much else to say. They've got revenge. No, yeah. yeah. Back. Feeling, good. feeling hard. Back in New York, Linda tells Dave she has agreed to follow Buddy's advice that they have a trial separation. Buddy explains to Dave that this is to give him time to improve his behaviour. Dave calls Linda and tells her it's a good idea to have a trial separation. Yeah, so, so yeah. That, 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 the next scene is him 
Um, he's like wants to propose, and he's about to, and then he just bottles it, and, and he starts says... talking about like Buddhist monks or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, "Nah, we we need to have a little separate. Like, I need to go and work on. You need to go and work on yourself. I need to go and work on myself. Like, this is not going well so far. Oh, like it's going well, but like it's just kind of stagnant. It's not going anywhere." Yeah. So they break up, and then he, she, yeah, she, she's like, oh, I'm taking Buddy's advice, and let's separate. So he goes back to anger management, and we get another cameo from a returning cameo. Oh, the fucking tennis player, what's his name? <laughs> John McEnroe, back again. <laughs> John McEnroe, he's just on the floor. John McEnroe is just absolutely going nuts, and they're having, like, a very obvious, um, like, tennis... Like, yeah. it's an argument, but in, like, tennis terms, it's like, it was in! No, it was out! No, it was in! Like, classic John McEnroe arguing with the umpire. Uh, and then he's like, no, go and sit in time out. Fuck, go and have a nap. <laughs> he yeah. sends in little kids corner. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, this is where Buddy is like, okay, you need to go off and improve yourself. And... Yeah. The- what's it say? Like, let her date a bunch of losers and then... Realize See how that... shit dating is, and then realize how good you are. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, I have I have one note here that I wanted to bring up, and I'm pretty sure this is the last time I wrote it down. So his his apartment. Every yes. time there's a scene that flashes back to it, there's just a picture of the army billboard outside. Right. Okay. And I'm trying to work out of like. How much do you reckon the army paid him to put that in? Because it, it goes on at <laughs> least four times. Like, and it's blatantly obvious, like, what it's trying to do as well. <laughs> 2002, so... Yeah. And this is literally, like... I mean, 9-11 gets brought up in the movie, just without saying 9-11. Yeah. Like, they're on the plane, and it's like, this is a very serious and hard time for our people. Yeah, yeah. So it gets brought up a couple times, and then there's just this. I don't know. If I'm reading in too much into this, maybe. But there's there's an army billboard, and it's like a recruitment billboard, and it gets flashed on the screen at least four times. I, w- I wonder if it was the actual. If there was a number on it, I I didn't notice it, but I wonder if the okay. uh, number on it was like the actual recruitment number, and this was used as a recruitment tool to. That's what I'm thinking, man. Get... The army, fucking, they do some sneaky shit. <laughs> <laughs> to get people to Yvonne go there. Yvonne et baby. <laughs> I'm glad you got that reference. Dave finds out Linda is going on a date, so he pretends to date Stacy and Gina to make Linda jealous and to spy on her date. It turns out Linda's on a date with Buddy who tells Dave he is only on the date to keep Andrew away to show Linda how awful to show Linda how awful the dating world is. Yes. So yeah, Adam Sandler's like, alright, she's going for a meal here. Guess I'll turn up with two porn stars and show her up. Pretty much. And <laughs> the, 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 the quote outside. <laughs> What, she's like, because well, he's talking about Andrew's dick and how it's massive. So he's like, "All right, what you girls? You obviously have a lot of experience in this with your particular industry. You can be like, does size really matter? Like, what's the crack?" And January Jones just looks at him. He's like, "Well, this is where we disagree. 
Because I like them big, but Gina likes them enormous. <laughs> He's just like, what does he say? Like, all right, I've got to fuck myself then. And... <laughs> My favourite part of this scene is as they're walking into the... Uh into the restaurant we just get a cut of this like woman in her 50s eating with her husband and she just goes oh my god it's Gina and Linda (laughs) (laughs) it's the absolute best scene in this that is absolute peak (laughs) because she just looks back at her husband and he's like what was that nope nope not even talking about it nope (laughs) Uh we'll just go straight back to the salad oh bless that lady um yeah so and then wait there's another line as well and the the waiter comes over um and he says something to i can't remember what he want i can't remember what he's asking for and he's and he's about to ask them if they want something and he's like oh do you guys want some books or but he doesn't he's like oh do you guys want some boobs and then he's like oh shit (laughs) what and then yes yeah because i'm Obviously wearing rather provocative outfits. Very revealing. And then, do you have anything else? Because the next note I have is Sandler beats the shit into Buddy because Buddy's like, hey, I actually like Linda. We had a kiss. Then we had a second kiss. I will sign the (laughs) paper. I will sign the papers if, if you say it's okay for us to date. Yes, so he beats the shit out of him. <laughs> yep. Presumably. I'm oh, sorry, obviously. Um, and then we get this... He's So he's back in court, and now he's yeah. facing what? It's like some prison time or some shit. So Dave returns to court where Buddy issues a restraining order against him for attempting to choke him while wearing a neck brace. Yes. <coughs> so I, I, have, I have one question in this. Okay. How much fucking money does Adam Sandler's character make to have that apartment? How much money does Adam Sandler's character have? How much money does Adam Sandler's character have to go to court three fucking times? <laughs> With Gavin Nealon. Yeah. It's wild though, because like, I was thinking the same thing in Big Daddy. Because in Big Daddy, that apartment is fucking huge. Like yes. rooftop penthouse, like it's not penthouse, but it's like rooftop apartment, <coughs> and it's fu- it's like t- it's two floors, and it's fucking massive. So and then this I- one is like it's a rooftop one as well, and it's pretty fucking big, and it's pretty nice, and it's literally overlooking the Hudson River. Like <laughs> he's literally just some dickhead's PA. Yes. Um, in Big Daddy, they had the insurance money, didn't they? Because no, I know. So that was like, I was like, yeah. oh, I got two hundred k from the taxi. So maybe that I was like, Big Daddy, I could, you could justify that one. But this one's bullshit. He's literally an executive assistant living on like living in an apartment that is well out of his means. Well, in this one, he didn't live in Manhattan, so maybe the rent is a lot cheaper in Brooklyn. I don't think it is. <laughs> m- m- Maybe, maybe he lived was. on the maybe, maybe he lived on the Wait, Jersey side, side of the river. He literally lives. Oh, yeah, maybe, but like he's still got a, like a river view. Yeah, that's true. Um. Then after this, oh, the neck brace—it's oh, completely fake. Who would have yeah. thought? Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it? 
Then I got Dave snaps at work when he learns Frank promoted Andrew to the position he had expected. He punches Andrew in the face and wrecks Frank's office with a golf club. Yes. Tells him, when I come back, I'm getting the job that you just took away from that dipshit. And also, the cat, it's not called fat shit cat. He's called Meatball. <laughs> and he's eating your crab cakes. <laughs> it says here that Frank, uh, what's his name? Dave Ruit destroys Frank's office with a golf club. He hits one yeah. thing over. He, he, does, he breaks one thing, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I was waiting for him to put that golf club through through the fish tank. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen as well. And then for Deuce Bigelow to run in to fix the whole situation. Chekhov's fucking fish tank. Yeah. I, I was waiting for that uh, fish tank to smash. Um, yeah. And, and then, yeah, Andrew's got a job because he's made We also, we, 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 do, we do love Meatball Whatever. Cat, though. Yeah. That is, that is a very cute, but... And morbidly obese cat. <laughs> and then learning from Andrew that Buddy has taken Linda to a New York Yankees game, Dave assumes Buddy intends to steal his mar- marriage proposal idea and races to the stadium. Security captures him, but New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani orders them to allow Dave to speak. Linda <laughs> is moved <laughs> when Dave announces publicly that he is willing to change. At her request, he kisses her in front of the crowd as she accepts his proposal. Linda then reveals... Okay, yeah, we'll we'll talk about the game. Yeah, so, so first we get, we get here, he's like, <coughs> fuck, I need to get to Yankee Stadium. Drives straight, no traffic, straight yep. through, <laughs> gets a parking spot in Yankee Stadium car park with no cars there in the middle of a game and then just runs straight into the stadium and he's just running around like oh yeah, yeah. Fuck he, he's, he's running around <laughs> and then he tries to get on the what is it baseball pitch field field yeah so the field and then I guess the actual bit they play on is called a, I think it's a diamond diamond yeah um, but yeah, so, so he, he, he jumps, tries to get on the field. The fence. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to get on the fence, and then <laughs> lo and behold, security stop him. And then, oh, who is it? It's Woody Harrelson returning from earlier. Except this time, he's not wearing beautiful makeup and a wig. He's in his he... security guard's outfit, and his name is now Gary. Yes, <laughs> Gary, the security guard. And then realizing who. Uh, Dave was... Is his name Dave? What was his name last week? Was his name Davey last week? Yes. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's David. Okay. And he's Dave this time. (laughs) Then Woody Harrison, realising who Dave is from earlier on, allows him to run around, calling for Linda. Then security try to capture him. We get a bunch of people diving and Sandler, like, dodging and running like, Linda... Linda, and then a bunch this, of different people call. Wild. <laughs> and then a bunch of different people call Linda stand up. And then, and then he's like ducking down, and they're flying like thirty feet over his head. <laughs> it's so over the top, but it's fucking funny. And then he he gets caught, and then Rudy Giuliani, who was then mayor of New York City, he's like, "No, let the guy speak." <laughs> So this guy has gone from a bit part in an Adam Sandler movie to 
trying to steal the US election. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani, who at, at, at this point in time, at least in the media, was, um, <laughs> I believe, very popular just in the aftermath of 9-11. Yes. And um, apparently did quite well, supposedly did quite well and like reunited the city somewhat, which was definitely the fire department and all the and all the services. But you know, you gotta give credit to one person, so I guess it's the guy that has fake tan fucking leaking from his sideburn. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happened? And he gets he gets a fucking iconic line in this as well. Yeah, I he know. Rob Schneider's is... line. Fucking bullshit. He, he he gets the you can do it line. So yeah, the security's like, okay, he can speak. Then he grabs the microphone and is like, Linda, I'm willing to change. And then she's like, okay, well, you got to kiss me in front of everyone. And he's like, okay, I'll kiss you. And... Fucking hell. And then, yeah, at a request, he kisses her in front of the crowd, blah, blah, blah. Linda then reveals that the game was the final phase of his therapy and explains that the aggravation he endured was all Buddy's doing. She adds that most of the people involved were on, but were involved with Buddy's plans to help Dave stand up for himself. What a plot twist! Buddy was never the bad guy. Just a wanker. Yeah, he was a wanker, but he never wanted to steal Linda. And then he flashes up on the screen, "Congratulations, Dave and Linda," from Buddy. And then he puts an ad saying, "If you have anger at management, please call Owen six three five Buddy." Or whatever. Mm. <laughs> and then we just get a scene of a bunch of like famous New York Yankees players. Yeah. We do. <laughs> like, oh, I love Buddy Rydell. Yeah. Goose Frava. Goose Frava. Um so so yeah. For Everything that those those two uh New York Yankees players at the time. One of them's Derek Jeter, the other one's uh, Roger Clemens. I don't know if anyone's interested in that, but there you go. <laughs> And then yeah, so everything was was a setup just to get. I I don't understand why. I'm guessing he's got to stand up to his boss. It's gonna. I, I mean, I think they just wanted him to do stuff. But I think the last bit was he wanted to propose to her at Yankee Stadium, didn't he? They said yeah. that in the movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's just to get him like to not be a fucking bitch. Yeah, Stand but, but who, did did Linda plan it all? I think yes. so. Yeah. Oh, because because she read Buddy's book or something. Yeah. So she yes, that's it. She reads yeah. his book and she gets in contact with him. And but then, if your if your girlfriend did this to you, <laughs> would you be happy or not? No. Like if if the next like. <laughs> month of your life just this absolute fucking lunatic just ruined your life every single day would you get over it in five seconds <laughs> I, I don't think so it's it's fucked <laughs> i don't think i would either it's it's crazy um, it's pretty fucked like i know okay. it's all obviously set up but like they're still putting this man in just these <laughs> situations that should not be in <laughs> And then the, the final note I have is graduation scene. So well done to Dave. He has graduated from anger management. So they all go down to Central Park to celebrate. Uh, John Turturro is there. Louise Guzman is there. The girls are there. 
Buddy's there, Linda's there, everyone's there. Um, as they're celebrating, a man comes up with sunglasses and he looks like... he. I think he's an NFL player or something. Is he somebody? I think so. I, I think he's somebody f- famous, but he comes up in his like, leather jacket and he looks like a big biker guy. And he's like, hey, I'm looking for Buddy Rydell. I found this on my car that he smashed up. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I left it there because of insurance. You know, it's like, yeah, well, insure this. And he pulls out a gun. And then Davey, Davey jumps in front of the gun. He's like, no, I'm sick of people bullying me and uh, threatening my friends. If, uh, if you want to kill my friends, you got to go through me first. And then the guy pulls the trigger. And lo and behold, it's a water pistol like earlier on. But as the gun gets pulled out, and John Turturro, John Turturro <laughs> fucking freaks out and runs away. And then next thing you know, he's up a tree. <laughs> he's up a tree and he just, he just <laughs> leaps at this guy who takes him down to the floor. Fucking pancakes this guy into the ground. <laughs> this is the only part of the movie I laughed at. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure I I laughed at every scene with Zoro in this. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, it was all fake. Like, calm down." He's like, "Ah, oh, okay, okay." And then he just goes, "I feel pretty, oh so pretty." <laughs> and then the whole song just, uh, the whole film just ends with everybody in anger management singing, "I feel pretty" from West Side Story. Yes. Roll credits. I was quite bored in this movie, not going to lie to you. Yeah, you, you thought it was going to be better than it was, eh? Yes, so much better. Um, I won't lie, I did as well, but I don't <laughs> think I was disappointed because I couldn't, I, yeah, I couldn't remember any of it, so. Um, yeah. Uh, before we give our scores, Matt, there's a thing we like to do called uh, the creme de la scene, which is our favourite scene of our uh, of the movie. What is your cream de la scene this week? Absolutely anything with John Turturro. Like, every scene he's in is the best scene in the film. Like, they steal, he steals the show every time he's on camera. <laughs> yeah. No, he does. It, other, if not that, it is the, it, it's the old woman recognising Stacey and Jane. <laughs> that is fucking... I fucking lost it at that. That was, that was probably my... That was probably the biggest laugh I got out of this movie. That, yeah, that fucks me up. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna have to go with the uh, the singing on the bridge just because of how iconic it is. And yeah, but Fair yeah, enough. anything anything with John Turturro is is great. Um, so Matt, what we like to do on this podcast is we like to let the people know how many sandbags out of ten. We would give this movie, and what kind of flood could those sandbags stop? Ooh. So last week you gave Eight Crazy Nights a six point seven. Hmm. I oh, I'm gonna give this the same rating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so this I can't say it's any better than what I watched last week because last week I liked half of it, didn't like the other half. This week. I liked half of it, but didn't like the other half, but those halves were interchangeable, not just split down the middle. If that made any uh, fucking sense to anyone. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think I got it. 
so I liked I liked the first half of Eight Crazy Nights, not the second half. I liked fifty percent of anger management, just not any particular part of it. That's fair enough. Yeah. And what could your six point seven sandbags? What kind of flood could your six point seven sandbags start? Oh. I don't know about a flood, but I reckon they could stop one of those security guards that tries to get out on Sandler at the end. Fair enough. There's not really any bodies of water in this movie. Six six point seven sandbags stacked high rather than on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to give this a. I'm going to give this a five point nine. Like Ooh. critical. I give Air, uh, I give Dirty Work five point seven. I think it was pretty similar. <laughs> I've forgotten about Dirty Work. Fuck me. Yeah, five point nine, and my five point nine sandbags could stop the flow of alcohol that Sandler and Heather Graham were sharing together as he was <laughs> allegedly having an affair. Allegedly. Yeah. That's yeah, it. I this movie. My I'm, the only thing I got to close off is, like you said, this movie should definitely be better than it is. I think so too. I have a couple like. of pieces of pieces of trivia here. Um, one is to do with alternate casting, and I wonder if this casting would have made it a better movie. So the first piece of trivia I have is. But he picks up a golf club and a baseball bat before choosing the baseball bat to smash the window of the Lexus. In 1994, Jack Nicholson was cited for smashing the man's window with a golf club in a bout of rage. So. <laughs> That's fucking class. So he's already used the golf club before, so he's like, ah, oh, fuck it, this time I'll, uh, I'll use the baseball bat. But this is the alternate casting. <laughs> and. There is, I think it has the potential, if there was somebody different, I think it has the potential to go down as an all-time classic comedy movie. Why, if someone else played Jack Nicholson's character? Yes. So, Adam Sandler originally tried to get Eddie Murphy for the role of Dr. Buddy Rydell. Steve Martin, Robert De Niro, Bill Murray, and Dustin Hoffman were also considered for the role. Jesus. Fuck me. <laughs> I actually don't know who would have been the best out of those three. Oh, sorry, out of those few. Like, Jack Eddie Nicholson... Murphy would have been class. Jack Nicholson Steve was great, Martin but... would have been class. Yeah. Well, I, I think if Eddie Murphy was in the role, or Bill Murray, I think that would have had a more of an impact on like the culture of the day and it would have gone down because what I think, if, I think Bill Murray would have fucking nailed this it would have been yeah. a completely different movie completely, completely different. different but it would have been fucking brilliant but instead I'm pretty sure he was what like fucking filming Garfield at this point <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's sake Steve Martin was doing Cheaper by the Dozen Rob De Niro probably doing Meet the Parents, Eddie Murphy was doing Shrek, uh, and Bill Murray yeah, probably doing Garfield. Fuck. Yeah, we could have got a much different movie with any of those people. Completely different. Completely different. 
in a, each in like a, each in time a, as well. Each time, yeah, like yeah. absolutely each one of these, but about a completely separate film. All would have been all would have been pretty good as well. I reckon like they would have been good in that role, especially Bill Murray, definitely yeah. Steve Martin, yeah, Eddie Murphy as well. Just like just being kooky as fuck. What could have been? What well, could have been? Well, you know what? I still like Jack Nicholson a lot. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset yeah. with it. I, I like, I like Nicholson, and I like Sandler. I just feel like maybe the writing of this movie could have been a bit faster paced with a higher laugh per minute than what we actually oh, yeah. got. I, and I think by doing that, we add in more John Turturro. I'm just gonna nail that. Yeah. Right <laughs> he should have been in this movie more. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I, I agree. When he's the best <laughs> part of your film and he's in it for like four scenes, you definitely need to put him in more. Imagine John Turturro went on uh, the road trip with him and then he was just off doing his own little adventures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would have been fucking class. And they wouldn't have had to like be like, oh, this this isn't weird. And be like, no, he's his anger buddy. Of course he's coming with him. Yeah. John Turturro fighting monks that... would have been fucking unbelievable. And then John Turturro, <laughs> 20 years later, could self-finance an unauthorized sequel to this movie focusing on his character like he did with the big Lebowski. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. He must play the same character in both of these movies. Just angry as fuck (laughs) when the big Lebowski is just not a breakdown yet. (laughs) Uh, Do you have anything else to say about this movie? I don't think so. Other than no. oh, the the only other note I have in this, I don't even know why I wrote this down. I think I was writing down extra notes for the end, but the judge in this, uh, Lynn Figpen, actually died before it was released, and they died, they dedicated it to her in the credits. So R.I.P. to Lynn Figpen. Oh, rest in peace from yes. twenty years ago. From so 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 Samuels. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you want to let the people know what we have next week? Oh, fuck. I'm worried if I actually knew. Um, what have we got next week? 51st Dates. There we fucking go. 51st Dates. I am very much excited for this one. <laughs> I have seen this recently, so I know that I enjoy this movie. Okay. This is what the 2004 version of, like, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, this is a. I'm looking forward to watching Fifty First Dates again. I've not seen that in a long time. Nah, it, it's great. I love Fifty First Dates. Right? Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore. Somehow he's in Hawaii again. Classic. <laughs> oh, classic Sandler. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram at so Sandler's Pod, send us an email at so Sandler's Pod at gmail dot com, and we'll read it out live on air. But pre-recorded, so not live on air. <laughs> uh, live for us, not for you. <laughs> uh, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast and Spotify. It really helps to get us out there. We've had a couple of reviews, um, ratings in the last couple of weeks, so that's very much appreciated. Um, write a review, and also we'll read that out. But apart from that, I have nothing else to say apart from a uh, goosefaba goosefaba <laughs> de-stress 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Side, everybody. We'll see you next week. Oh, even fucking aloha, everybody. We'll see you next week in Hawaii for some 51st dates. Yeah. <laughs> Hey! <laughs>